we're getting ready for summer, which at least on the calendar won't begin for another week and a half. First day of summer is June 21st. Let's get some thoughts about summer reading and programs going on with the Youth Services Department at the Willimantic Public Library. I am delighted to be joined by Frances McGrath, the Youth Services Librarian at the Willimantic Public Library. Frances, good morning. And it almost seems like you're picking a very appropriate theme for your summer at the library, rainforest. (laughs) We need some rain around here, but how does that tie into the library? Well, good morning, Wayne. Thank you for having me, of course. Um, So we, last summer was Oceans of Possibilities, and we really took took it upon ourselves to create a really immersive experience in the department. In the the actual library itself, you could really, we had jellyfish, we had oceans, we had birds, and this year we really wanted to do it again. So we decided to do something that we could really create something so that when kids kids and families walk into the department, they say, oh, Something different, something exciting is happening up here. And so that's why we decided, and we thought rainforest, and then we went on this kind of sustainability kick, and we thought about what needs more sustainability attention than rainforest right now. And um, so we're working really hard to be a little bit greener with the trees and with our approach to summer reading, and we're thinking about who needs our attention and our love right now is the rainforest. Francis, what do you hope the young readers will get out of the summer reading experience? So we're really, my goal as the youth services librarian is to create a desire to go back to the library, basically. So I don't want it to be, you know, how many pages did you read? How many minutes did you read? Read every single day. Of course, if you want to read every day, I'm never going to say no. But I want our community to feel like we're supporting you no matter what your approach to literacy is, no matter what your approach to summer is. If you want to you know, read a book to your sibling or your pet, you want to read a book to yourself, you want to read a book with your family, that counts. You want to go outside and play, you want to go to Dairy Queen, you want to go to the park, you want to do some composting or some gardening, you want to eat a popsicle, all those things count in my world as summer reading activities. So that's what we're working on here is so that you can come into the library and say, hey, I had a really good time at Lauder Park the other day. And so, and that's what I want to hear when I hear from a patron. Francis, when you flash back, flash back to your youth, do you recall any of the summer reading that you did when you were that age? No. <laughs> Must have been a memorable experience. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I think, I just, no, you know what? I do think about having to read you know, 15 minutes a day and having that feel like a chore. And I don't want reading to ever feel like a chore. And that's how we kill reading as a, like, source of joy. And reading to me is such a source of joy. And I want, that's why when when families come in and they, you know, quote, unquote, only play with the trains, I'm like, that's fine. Because what you're doing is creating a library as a source of joy. The books will come. The reading will come. When does this program kick off? Our kickoff is on Saturday, the 17th. We're doing a kickoff at the in conjunction with the Farmer's Market. We're going to be at Whitewater Park, kind of behind and um, in that, that section of green uh, where the Farmer's Market doesn't use. And we're going to do face painting, and we're going to do outdoor games, and we're going to have a big mural to color in drawn by one of our staff members. And we're just going to have a good time talking about, okay, what – do you want to do this summer? I'm all about summer goals. 
And what do you want to do? Do you want to eat a popsicle? Do you want to read a book? Do you want to play in splash pad? What do you want to do? We talked about the theme being rainforest, but do the kids have options of other things, non-rainforest related, that they are encouraged to read? Oh, they can read whatever their heart desires. They want to read Dogman for the 15th time. I am not going to say no. Anything, all reading counts as reading, you know? Well, give me some ideas then. What are some of the hot things right now? I think some of us older people might be thinking, oh, it must be Harry Potter. Is Harry Potter still hot? No. No one's checked on Harry Potter in a while. Um, Dogman, graphic novels are really what are flying off the shelves. Um, So we got... um, what else? There's um, Pokemon. Everyone's really into um, Pokemon's had a resurgence. So Pokemon and anime and manga are really popular. Naruto and My Hero Academia, all these things that I didn't read when I was younger, but the kids really loved. But what really, Dogman and other graphic novels like that, I Survived is really popular. These, these um, really great short stories about you know, I survived the av- the wildfires, the avalanches, Pompeii, things like that. Those are cool, and those really go out. Magic Treehouse is still popular. Um, different things like that. Really, you know, what's fun, though, is, like, the variety. You know, we've got so much on our shelves that if you like Dogman but you want, but you can't find anything, then I can find you something you like. You know, Francis, we all had things that got us going in, in reading. And I remember for me, I was a big Milwaukee Braves fan growing up. In 57, they beat the Yankees in the World Series. There was no Dodgers out in Southern California where I was, so I glommed onto a winning team. And I don't know how I found out about this book back then, but the first book I read was Bat Boy of the Braves. The guy's name was Tim something. I can't remember his last name. In fact, I've got a digital copy on my laptop at home. But here I was a kid, huge into baseball, and I'm reading about, it was almost like a Bat Boys version of Jim Bouton's Ball 4. But the point is that it appealed to something that was big into my life, and that was baseball. And is that what you're trying to do, expose these kids to the written word so that they can expand their horizons, especially in areas that they're particularly fond of? Exactly. I want them to know that anything they want to read about, I can find a book that's about it, adjacent to it, relevant to it. So the first question I always ask is not what do you like to read necessarily, but what do you like to read about? You know, exactly that. Do you want to read about baseball? Do you want to read about wizards? Do you want to read about soccer? We've got a bunch of sports books, and we've got those always go out. We've got a bunch of books like that. And then that's exactly it. Like, I want them to know that I'm not going to force them to read you know, I love Steinbeck as much as the next person, but I have this memory of reading um, The Red Pony in sixth grade, and I couldn't tell you what the book is about for the life of me. I just remember being like, what am I doing reading this book? Like, we force these classics onto these people who are not into it, and we have to be more willing to say, okay, what do you want to read about? I want to find a baseball book? Okay, done. And then I find there's this really cool author named Tim Green. There's this cool trend of professional athletes becoming authors. Tim Green writes these amazing books about football, and they're so cool. And so I love that. There's a whole series now of books about football players, about young male football players, who I imagine that young male athletes will feel more connected to. Francis, I'm sure you've got stories in your time as the Youth Services Librarian at the Willimantic Public Library of seeing a kid come in, boy, girl, whatever, perhaps skeptical about what's this library thing all about, 
Then they read a book or two. They have a whole new world that they're exposed to, and you can almost see a light go on, and now they want to come back and read more. Do you have? Can you just give a generic or a specific story of what what that experience was like for you to watch a kid really figure it out in the library? Well, I think, so the most recent example of that is we've been doing Natchog field trips where they've been, students from Natchog have been walking to the library, and it's kind of associated with doing a NASA in my library program and things like that. But the other day, this kid came in with his dad, and I couldn't recognize, I couldn't place the kid. It took me a second. And then I figured out he was a Natchog, is a Natchog student. And he just kind of puttered around, and he just was having a good time. But his dad kept saying, this is what you wanted to do? You wanted to come to the library? And I was, and he didn't check out a book, but I don't care. Like, that's what I was saying earlier. All that really matters to me is that kid said, you know where I really want to go right now is the library. That, for me, that's a light that's going off that I want to keep, you know, keep feeding. And he didn't check out a book, and that's fine. Because the point is that he wants to be here, and he'll come back. Now, that's the kind of story I was looking for. That's very good. And you touched on field trips. You've got field trips. When and where are those going and why? So we're going, this is going to be fun. We're On Wednesdays and Thursdays throughout the summer, we're going to different farms and different um, places to grow food. We're going to click three times. It's going to be really cool. We're going to plant some crops, and then we're going to harvest and then process those crops later in the summer. We're going to go to the Lauder Park Community Garden twice, and we're going to help the youth court, the Grow Wyndham Youth Corps, in tending the community garden over there. And the nice thing is, we because I applied for a grant, where and through the School Readiness Council, we are the, um, providing transportation. So if you can't get to um, Click or Lauder Park from Main Street, you can get to Main Street, and we can give you a ride in a van that we got from the community center. So that's been a really nice way to tie in. You know, transportation is tough around here. So how can I make sure that I knock down every single barrier to accessibility to um, getting people to get to all these programs? Yeah, that transportation provided by the community center, as you said, and funded by a grant in the School Readiness Council. Tell me about the School Readiness Council and how perhaps you dovetail with the library or the library dovetails with them so that you're all kind of on the same, no pun intended, page as far as teaching kids and to get excited about reading? Um, so school readiness is really fun. I work with Angela Fournier, who's also the director of human services right now. And um, we basically work on how can we, again, like I feel, I'm saying the same thing, but I mean it. It's like, how can I make the place, the library, a place of joy for every young person who then will turn into a reader? And so it's, it's a lot of it. So we have baby story times. And those, you know, you're not reading... Newberry classics to babies, but you're reading board books and you're showing, you're starting that literacy practice and you're joining and you're playing and you're talking and you're singing and you're having a great time. And then story times working up through, you know, by the time kids go to daycare and kindergarten and then they're still, they're hearing stories, they're playing, they're playing games, they're singing songs, they're doing crafts with us. And all that stuff is, yeah, preparing you for some school based activities like story time. But also, you're engaging with the community, you're meeting and you're spending time with friends, you're being creative, you're learning, all of these important things are also happening. And so School Readiness Council really helps me um, stay on track and fund those programs and make sure I'm thinking about those that age group and things like that. 
Francis, how do kids, how do students, how do families sign up for this summer reading program? Well, you can do it um, at the library. We're trying to get people, you know, in the building, but you can come to the kickoff also. So I'll be, my table will be registration and encouraging brainstorming of face painting ideas at the kickoff on Saturday the 17th at Whitewater Park. And then, and all all summer, you can walk in, you walk in in the end of August and you want to sign up, I will happily say, so glad you're here. Um, and all it really is, is the program itself is we're um, playing a board game. So when you register, you'll get a, a board game sheet and Everything that you do, that's summer, that's green, that's rainforest, that's reading, will move your piece along. So, again, it's not every 15 minutes that you read, you get to move your piece one one down. It's that everything you do that's summer-associated, that's literacy-associated, that's library, that's community, gets you farther onto the board game, farther down the board game. Pay me a picture of this board game. Is this like a Monopoly board with the items on the perimeter on the outside? And then you talked about the kids moving their pieces along. And then what becomes Boardwalk and Park Place? What becomes Go? What what happens when they get to the end? I feel like I should make some reading jokes about Park Place is like, you know, reading Moby Dick or something. But no, when you get to the end, you bring it in and you say, I finished my board game and we say congratulations. And I always say, you know, what was your favorite activity that you did? And then they are entered some of our prizes that we've that we've gotten. We got some um, sustainable stuffed animals. We got some really cool drawing supplies. We got some museum passes, which is really cool, like some passes to Kid City and Middletown. Um, and then, well, either you can have another board game and do it all over again, or you can say, "Cool, I'm done with summer," and we say, "Great job," and that's really up to you. And the whole thing I really want to be as much self-driven as possible. I want it to be, I'm all about agency and choice when it comes to young readers, and I want them to know that they have the ability to make their own decisions. What's the age range for this program? Um, zero to 18. Zero. I want to, how many zero-year-old kids you get involved in the library? We get some pretty young babies at Baby Story Time. Um, but yeah, if you really wanted to get your kid involved, no matter how old that child is, you could read to them, you could take them outside, you could, you know, feed them some frozen something or others, you can do whatever, you, I, you know, I have some nieces and nephews that I would love to participate in summer reading with them. Bring them on. And what's the sustainable piece of summer reading? Are you trying to, like, maybe disguise a little bit of education into the entertainment factor of reading? Kind of. So we thought about what we could do to make this, um, you know, we talked about the rainforest and we said, okay, if we're going to do the rainforest, how can we be really intentional about what we're doing? And, you know, summer reading in the past, even, you know, my, my work last year was buying a lot of fun, but not long lasting plastic trinkets from stores around here and saying, these are your prizes and wrapping them in plastic and putting them in plastic buckets and all this stuff. So we're really working hard to minimize our plastic, minimize our one single use things all the decorations we did we're going to reuse because we're going to do dinosaurs in a few years so we're going to keep the jungle aspect going um we're really think, and then all of my field trips are um you know thinking about okay how can i i've got this house in this semi-urban setting with a small yard how can i do something green here how can i compost how can i 
grow a few tomatoes? How can I do things like that? So I'm trying to, yeah, sneak in, like, how is sustainability? It doesn't mean has to buy the more organic tomatoes at the grocery store. It means, you know, being a little more into reusable cups. It means maybe occasionally you compost. It means having your own garden. It means walking instead of driving. Just really small things like that. So that's what we're kind of trying to um, teach, that it's not it's not the major um and I'm asking you to buy a Prius and never drive anything else ever again because we know that that's not uh, realistic. So what are realistic ways to be sustainable for our community? Is this program, Summer Reading for Kids, available to kids outside of Wyndham and Willimantic? Yes. And one more note, you have a special message you want to give out this morning to somebody? Yeah, my dad is on vacation, which is amazing, and he gets to be on vacation for his birthday. So I won't say how old he is because, honestly, I don't even know because he's so young at heart. But it's his big day. John McGrath, happy birthday. We had him on the birthday club earlier. The Willimantic Public Library Children's Department having a summer reading theme called Rainforest. Get information at the Willimantic Farmer's Market at the Willimantic Whitewater Park this Saturday. Francis, keep up the good work. Thanks for joining me this morning. Thank you. Francis McGrath is the Youth Services Librarian at the Willimantic Public Library. 14 WILI Willimantic and 95.3 FM.